And now, on Prophetic Faith. Thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here, Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and tonight we're going into Volume 3 of Preventative Faith. I tell you what, we have learned so much already, and we're getting deeper and deeper in this Word. As, again, as I say every week, do you not understand that faith can be used in preventative measures? Yes, you heard that right. We don't wait until bad things happen. We don't wait until storms come into our life. We live by faith when? Right now. I want to ask you a question. Do you have a mountain in your way? I guarantee you right now you say, Oh, Brother Robbie, you guarantee it. I have a mountain in my way. I have multiple mountains in my way, and I don't know what to do about it. Well, tonight I'm going to teach you what to do with your mountains. Because you see, there's one thing about a mountain that we, we need to realize is that you can see a mountain from far away. What am I talking about? Let's get into this program right now and we're going to see exactly what God has to say about your mountain. I'll see you in just a little bit. Matthew 26, 41. Read this with me. It says, watch and pray. Say it again. Watch and pray that you enter not into what? Temptation. That the spirit indeed is willing. Whose spirit is he talking about? Our spirit. So our spirit is willing. And if you were here uh, several Wednesday or Thursday past, you understand that we did a series on our whole being. Uh, we are a spirit being. We have a soul and we live in a body. Amen. So he says our spirit is indeed willing, but our flesh is what? Weak. What's it weak towards? It's not weak to carnal things, is it? Oh, no, your flesh is loving that. It's weak to what? The things of God. Amen? And it's weak to the elements. It can't withstand them, but it gives in to it every time. Now, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word this morning. Lord, I thank you that you are opening our understanding. You are opening the eyes of our understanding that we may understand everything that you want us to know in here today. I thank you, Father, for not just the preaching of the word, but I thank you, Father, for those that's raised up in here in this last hour that are teaching the word. Because, Father, we need spiritual meat because we want to grow up more and more into the image and the likeness and the standard of that's why we're here today. So, Father, we give you the absolute praise in here, and I thank you that the anointing is here to destroy every yoke. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, somebody say amen. Amen. Matthew 26, 41, as we read it here. Now, notice what this word says. It says, watch and pray. Say that with me. Watch and pray. What does that mean? That Greek word for watch means to be vigilant. What does that mean? 
Let's look at it. It says to be vigilant, excuse me, it means to keep careful watch for possible what? Danger or difficulties. Is that not what we've been learning for the past two weeks? To keep a watch, to be alert. We don't walk around and just float through life saying, well, you know, whatever happens, happens, or whatever comes, comes. We don't do that. Now, that's what the world does. Now, sure, the world tries to prepare for things as best they can, but they're feeble in it. But what God has called His people to do is to be at watch and prepare before anything ever tries to come your way. Because how many knows in here this morning, how many knows that the devil's going to try to attack? It's not a might or an if or maybe. We know he's going to try. How many knows he's going to try to deceive you? Come on. What did, he, what did Galatians 6, 7 say? Be not deceived. If God is telling me be not deceived, then that means that there are opportunities that's going to arise in my life that the enemy is going to try to make it look like that what God said is false. Come on, somebody talk to me. That what God said about you is not true. But what did he say? He said, don't be deceived. How am I not deceived? When I'm vigilant. When I am being careful, when I am alert, when I'm looking around, spotting things that in my life. So I want, you to, I want you to evaluate right now. As I'm talking to you, I want you to think in your head, what are some areas in your life that are not lining up with the Word of God? I'm not talking about stuff that you just deliberately let happen. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about what are things in your life your finances, your body, your children, uh, your job, what is it that's not lining up with the Word? Now, you know what the Word says about your body. You know what the Word says about your mind. You know what the Word says about your children, about your workplace. Now, the question is, what are we doing about it? Because he said to be vigilant. Now, what does it mean to have temptation? Now, you see right here, he's saying, be, uh, be watchful, be vigilant, pray. Be alert so that you do not enter into temptation. What does that word temptation mean? It means trials of man's fidelity, integrity, and virtue. Uh, constancy, which means a quality of being faithful or dependable or unchanging. That's what I love right there. Now notice what that said. What does it mean for me to be tempted? Here's what that means. It means this right here. That the enemy has come to test my faithfulness. Oh, come on. He has come to test, watch this, he's come to test my integrity. Am I going to do the right thing? Even though it may not be easy. You see what I'm saying? Oh, watch this. He has come to, watch this, to see if I'm going to change my mind about the Word of God. Oh, come on. So watch, so when we're going through things and when we're going through situations and issues in our life, when we're saying, hey, I am battling temptation. Now, a lot of times when you hear the word temptation, uh, oh, you're looking at something you shouldn't be looking at. Are you saying something you shouldn't be saying? It's not just that. It's a broad spectrum. What is it saying? It's saying that the enemy is come to test whether you're going to be faithful or not. Oh, come on. He is coming to test whether you're still going to do the right thing even when the right thing is not easy. How many knows that sometimes doing the right thing is hard? 
Let's be real. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's, it would be easier to do the wrong thing. But you're being tested on that. And last but not least, the enemy has come to test, watch this, whether you're going to change your mind about what God said. Now you look and watch this, you looking at most people in the body of Christ, they change more than the weather changes. Now that is not meant to be a compliment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They're so unchanging. One minute they're believing God, the next they're not. One minute they're standing on this, the next they're standing on that. They are so unchanging. They are so changeable all the time. So watch, we've got to be watchful and alert so that we can be what? So that we can be faithful. So somebody say, I can be faithful. So I can have integrity. And then last but not least, so I can be unchanging. Do I have anybody in here by the sound of my voice that says I'm unmovable and I'm unshakable concerning the promises of God? No matter what is trying to come my way, I'm not going to change my mind about what God said. Why? Because He's not changed His mind about me. Come on, somebody. But I'm going to be steadfast in this. I'm going to watch and I'm going to pray. Now, what are we talking about in this series? In faith. That means making certain measures or taking certain measures so therefore you don't go through something. Amen. I was talking to a, uh, a guy the other day. I said, it's a whole lot better. I love God's healing. I love I said, but it's a whole lot better when you stay in health. Somebody say amen. Oh, it's a whole lot better, isn't it? I love when God has provision. He meets your needs. I mean, He comes through. But you know what's a lot better than that? Prosperity. Amen. I love when God delivers. How many, love, how many knows that? We love when God sets us free. We love when God makes a way where there is no way. But you know what I love even greater than that? Victory. So what, I'm, what God is trying to push us for, what I'm trying to bring you up to is taking preventative measures. Don't just, watch this, believe God for greater. Don't just believe God to heal you. Believe God to keep you in health. Don't believe God just to meet your needs. Oh, yeah, he'll, somehow, some way, He'll pay this bill. No, believe God that your bills are paid and you're paying other people's bills. Come on. Come up. Somebody say it with me. Come up this morning. So watch. He says, watch and pray that you be entered not into temptation. So watch. God, well, I'm going to shock you right now. He didn't say that you would go through temptation, did he? Now, again, we're dealing with preventative faith, which means causing something not to happen. When most people read this, they read it like this. I better watch and pray because that's what you need to do when temptation, when you're going through temptation, Right? Oh, when the devil's hitting, when he's attacking, that's when I need to watch and pray. Is that what this scripture said? No, it did not, did it? This scripture did not say this. See, that's a man-made, genetically altered statement. But what did he say? He said, by watching, by praying, he said, you have now made it to where you do not enter into temptation. Is that what the scripture said? Oh, you just made that up. No, that's what the scripture said. When I watch and I pray, I do not enter into temptation. Come on. He said it's when you don't watch. 
It's when you don't pay attention. It's when you're just aimlessly going through life and you're not alert and you're not staying in the Word and you're not staying in church and you're not being steadfast. He said that's when temptation's going to pounce on you. As we learned last week on the armor of God, when does the enemy attack? He attacks when you're what? Weak. He doesn't come to you when you're looking like Hulk in the spirit. Uh Uh-uh. No, he comes to you. Come on, somebody. He comes to you when you're looking weak and feeble and just barely making it by. As we learned in Jesus' temptation, that the Bible says that the enemy came to tempt him. When did he come to tempt him? When he was at his weakest. When he hadn't eaten in 40 days. Come on. When he was tired and hungry. I mean, so many times we read that statement and we say, okay, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Have y'all ever done that? Come on, we fast for two or three days and we think we ain't going to make it. We're going to Beulah land. Come on, 40 days. Sometimes we need to grasp what the scripture is saying. So would you agree with me that he was at a very weak state? Yes, a very weak state, bodily speaking. And yet this is when the enemy comes. And when the Bible says that when he withstood his ground, and watch this, when he would not be unfaithful, when he would not, watch this, when he would not corrupt his integrity, and when he would not change his mind about the word of God. What did he say? Change these stones to bread. Come on, just bow down and worship me. Oh, just jump off. The angels are going to catch you. What did he say? He said, it is written. In other words, this is what God says, and I'm not changing my mind on it. The Bible says that the enemy left him for a season. That's three months, right? For three months, the enemy was like, good Lord, hallelujah. He done messed me up. You see what I'm saying? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. So what should we believe in, be believing for, church? Should we be believing... Oh, I better hold on. I better get ready today because somewhere, some way, the enemy's going to come in and just tempt me just beyond, almost beyond my control. No, that's not how we should be living. Now, you hear a lot of people in the church talk that way, but that's not how we should be living. How should we be living? I am crucified in the flesh. The Bible says I have power over sin. And the Bible says I have the authority to decide whether or not I yield my members unto sin. Can somebody say amen? So today we're going to make a declaration. I am not yielding my members unto sin. Why? Because I'm dead to it. Can we put our hands together and give God some praise this morning? We're dead to sin. So that's how we're to live. So when we are watchful, when we're ever being led by the Spirit, and we are vigilant, we're looking out for dangers. In other words, you're looking for ways the enemy might try to come in. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. You're looking for ways that the enemy might try to come in your life and try to work in your life. Because how many knows he's looking for places to work in you? He's looking. Amen? That, that's what a good general does, doesn't he? The general looks at the enemy army and looks at ways that's weak spots that he can come in and try to penetrate that army. Why? Because if he can, then victory is going to come forth. Amen? So what's, what are we to do? We are to be looking for areas in our life that we are to work on. Amen? How many knows there's places in our life we need to work on? If there's anybody in here today that's perfect and that's got it all together, you need to come and get the mic. Nobody does. So therefore, Stevie's like, okay. 
So therefore, we've got work to do. Amen? Because Paul had already instructed us in the Word of God. He said, give no place to the devil. Is that not what he said? Give no place. So, let me say it again. If you're taking notes, write this down. It is only when I'm not actively pursuing those things. What things? Let me be clear. If I'm always striving to be faithful, I'm never going to be unfaithful. Let me say that again. If I'm always striving to be faithful, I will never be unfaithful. What is that, church? That's me watching and praying concerning faithfulness. So therefore, I won't enter into temptation. Temptation to what? To be unfaithful. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It, watch this. If I'm always pursuing faith or to believe God, then I will never come to the place where I'm doubting God. It is only when I'm not pursuing faith that doubt comes knocking. Come on. It's the same thing with your faithfulness. It's the same thing with your mindset. When you're not pursuing the things of God, when you're not meditating on the things of God and on the Scripture, then guess what? That's when different mindsets tried to come in. Well, maybe this. Well, maybe that. Well, maybe that. Yeah, there is an old expression. An idle mind is the devil's what? Playground. That's an old expression. And it's true. When you're not pursuing something, when you're not acting, I want to be more faithful, well, pursue it. It's not going to fall on your lap. You're not just going to wake up one morning and say, okay, I think I'll be faithful. No, it doesn't work that way. Same thing with faith. Oh, I want mountain-moving faith. Well, go after it. Amen? So let me say it again. It is only when I'm not actively pursuing these things that I can enter into temptation or quote-unquote trial. So let me say it again. You want to keep from trials? You want to keep from temptations? Come on. I'm not telling you that they won't try to knock on your door. That's not what I'm telling you. Because Jesus said temptation is inevitable as long as you're in this life. Amen? But I'm talking about conquering it. Do you want to not enter into temptation? Then listen to what I say. Watch and be alert. Always be in a mindset of Christ. Come on, somebody. Now, now, listen to me. There's nothing wrong with having hobbies. How many knows that? There's nothing wrong with having hobbies. I have hobbies myself. But you know what? You always got to come back to that place. Because I'm telling you, you got to be alert. You've got to be focused. Now, John 15, 5 and 7. Listen to this right here. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. How do I bring much fruit in Christ? When I abide in him and he abides in me. Amen? And for you can do nothing without me. Nothing. Next verse. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Would you agree with me that God is interested in fruit bearing? Yes. Next verse. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask, and that Greek word for ask there is demand. You shall demand what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, most people quote this verse and they get real excited. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. I can ask what I will and it shall be done. Well, hold on. You got to get the whole context. He said, if you, you abide in my word, 
Have you been reading the Word? Well, no, not a whole... Well, then this Scripture doesn't apply to you. You can speak all you want and nothing's going to happen. If you abide in my Word and my Word abides in you. Now, what does the Bible say concerning the Word of God? Let's touch on this real quickly. The Bible says we are to take this as a mirror, right? How many know what you do with a mirror? How many used a mirror this morning? Raise your hand. Everybody. Why did you use a mirror? Because you wanted to see something for what it was, right? No matter how ugly it may have been. Come on. No matter if your hair was jacked up, whatever. See, we, we real here at this church. Now, see, it don't matter. Why? Why do you do that? So that you can make necessary changes. Why? So you, that you can be your most beautiful. Amen? The best that you can be. But how do you do that? By that mirror. The same thing, the Bible says this is what this is. For your soul, for your spirit, for your whole being. What, what do you mean? I look in this mirror and I see... The good, the bad, the ugly of me. Come on. I see things that I got to work on. Oh, my spiritual hair is out of whack. It's, it's just jacked up. I need to comb it. Come on, somebody. I got some drool on my mouth. I need to get that off. I need to brush my teeth. All these things. When I look into the Word of God, it shows me what needs to change in my life. I don't look at it and say, Oh, I can't believe you, ha- you made me look like that mirror and then break the glass. Would that, be, would that be ignorant? Yes, that'd be ignorant, wouldn't it? Because all that mirror is doing is just showing you your true self. Come on. So we look into this word. We don't try to change it, but we let it change us. Amen. And then what did he say? He said, here's, here's what you do with this word. He said, you hear it and you do it. Somebody say, I hear it and I do it. He said, don't be just a hear." Don't just look in that mirror and say, okay, yeah, I see my hair's messed up. I don't have my, my, my tie's crooked, whatever. Oh, I'm just going on. Don't do that. He said, look in it and be a doer. Straighten your tie up, your hair, fix your makeup, whatever you do. Why? Because by doing that, you are perfecting yourself. Amen? So when he says, my word abide in you and you abide in my word, then you can demand what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now, here's my point. Amen. Preventative faith. See, one thing you've got to realize about a mountain is, is that if you walk outside and you look at the mountains, you don't just bump up to them and come across them and say, well, I didn't know that they were there. No, you can see them from afar off. Oh, so what do you do? You prepare ahead of time. You see, it's the same thing in our spiritual walk. We can see things. See, that's why you need to be connected to the Spirit of God. You need to be connected to the prophetic. Why? Because God shows you things to come. He says that in His Word. He said, call on me and I'll show you things and I'll tell you things that you did not know. And see, that gives you the advantage. Because you see, if the enemy can't surprise you, now how many knows he likes to surprise attack you? He likes to catch you off guard. But if you are seeing those mountains ahead of time, way down the road, you are, what are you doing? You're right now preparing. That's what preventative faith is. So that when you actually get to the mountain, 
Instead of looking at it saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what to do about this mountain. You're going to speak to it just as Jesus said. He didn't say climb the mountain. The church told you to climb the mountain. Jesus said, speak to that mountain. You speak to it, not God. You speak to it. And it commanded to be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And the Bible says that it will obey you. You see, no matter what impossible situation that you're dealing with right now, nothing is too hard for God. And what I mean by that is that the faith that He's put inside of you will meet every demand that you've got in your life. Praise God. Aren't you glad for preventative faith? That it's not... People have taught us for years that faith is no good until you're in a battle. That's a lie. Faith is good all the time. Amen? The just shall live by faith. I want to pray for you right now. Those of you that have a mountain in your way, I want to pray for you because God, let me tell you something, God has given you the authority and the power to speak to that mountain. I don't care how, how much people say it's impossible, there's no way out of this, there's always a way. Jesus said, I am the way, hallelujah. I am the truth and I am the life. So let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person right now that has a mountain in their way. A mountain that says you're never getting past this. You're never going to receive what God has for you. Father, I speak a boldness in them that they will arise and speak to that mountain. If you talk to the fig tree, if you talk to a tree and it obeyed you, we can certainly speak to a mountain, speak to a circumstance, and command it to line up with the Word of God. So, Father, I pray right now that the people that's watching this program will take a stand and say, enough is enough. I'm getting past this mountain, I'm getting past this circumstance, and I am obtaining and receiving what God has for me. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it now for mountain-moving power. And everybody said, Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you say, what do I do next? Act on it. Faith without works or without corresponding action is dead. Act on those things. Now, we want to take this time to thank our faith partners. Faith partners, thank you so much for partnering with this ministry. Uh, your giving, your prayers, your support, we can't thank you enough. Your giving and prayers and support for this ministry helps us and enables us to keep preaching this gospel to every outlet that we can find. And that's exactly what we're doing. This ministry is worldwide because God said so. So again, faith partners, we thank you. And if you would like to become a faith partner, all you have to do is come in contact with this ministry and we'll uh, give you the details and you can partner and be a part of something great and wonderful for Jesus Christ. And all those who write us in or contact us on social media, letting us know how this program touches you and blesses you, we thank you very much for that. You're in you encourage us just as we encourage you. So we thank you for that. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I'll see you right here next week. Don't miss it. Keep living by faith. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.